This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym most nerdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Tuesday Rush Hour. Most certainly with you, James Golden, 800-848-WABC is the number to call if you want to be part of the program today, 800-848-9222. So much in the news, of course we have the Hunter Biden stack of news items, but for a change, the Hunter Biden stack of news items is smaller than the regular news items. Some of those, and I'm going to rush through them because there's not really an advancement on any of the stories since last night. You may know that yesterday House Republicans announced that they were going to have an investigation into the Hunter Biden deferred plea deal. They're going to look at what was actually in the deal that the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden's lawyers tried to sneak through until busted by the judge. There's a big exclusive in the Daily Mail today. Hunter Biden told Devin Archer to buy a burner phone three days before he met with Joe Biden at the White House. Joe Biden was vice president then. But there's, it, it, it's more about the Burisma. Biden business dealing shaping up to be one of the greatest corruption scandals in D.C. history. That from Jonathan Turley. And we know that. Devin Archer throws a curve. And the upshot of the story is that while there was no real proof offered Monday that Biden took money, not proof, what was proven was that Joe Biden gaslighted the American people in 2020 by claiming he never did any business with his son or didn't know about his son's business. Molly Hemingway over at The Federalist, one of my favorite journalists, 
As another story today, evidence of Biden Burisma corruption is overwhelming, but you know that. So you can go look at the article if you want to refresh yourself on the details, but we know this. The lone Democrat, the only Democrat who attended the oversight closed-door meeting. Now, that I didn't know until I saw the article, that only one Democrat bothered to show up. He's calling for the full transcript of that closed-door testimony to be released, and I concur, it should be. And there's your Hunter Biden. We're done with it. If you want to comment on any of it, fine. But what did we learn today that we didn't know yesterday? Well, maybe that there was only one Democrat that bothered showing up. Now, there's plenty of other news out here, ladies and gentlemen, some of it I'd like to get to. And I have so many stories in front of me, but I'm going to search for one to do first. That wasn't the one that I put in the stack first, because it is very, very disturbing to me. It was disturbing to me when I first saw it. And I meant to comment on it yesterday, and I didn't. And that is what happened in Brooklyn. 20-year-old, 8-year-old gay man stabbed to death in Brooklyn. And what authorities are investigating is a possible hate crime. O'Shea Sibley, professional dancer, choreographer, dancing at a gas station playing music from Beyonce, and voguing. I don't quite know what voguing means, but he was voguing, I guess. I'm imagining that that's sort of just sort of letting it all hang out, just being out there, being yourself, just whatever. I, I, I guess that's the word. When he was approached by a group of men who told him to stop, Now, apparently, he tried to de-escalate the situation. One of the men wanted Sibley to stop dancing, and after, quote-unquote, a few fights and back-and-forth arguing, the man pulled out a knife and stabbed him. Otis Pina, a friend of Sibley, who said he witnessed the stabbing, shared a video about the incident on Facebook on Sunday. They murdered him because he's gay because he stood up for his friends. He described Sibley as the salt to his pepper. He said his name was O'Shea, and you all killed him. You murdered him right in front of me. Now, the first stories that I saw, and this information is unsupported in this story. So the first story that I read in this said that um, the killers, killer, told him that his dancing offended his religious sensibilities. That is not confirmed in this story, but for whatever the reason, there is no good reason. There is no reason that is acceptable at all. Guys out dancing, all right, maybe you don't like it. Maybe for some reason it bothers you to see someone else enjoying their life having a bit of fun, 
but for some reason you end up stabbing another human being and taking his life because he's enjoying himself? This is absolutely horrendous. And the suspect in this case is a 17-year-old. A 17-year-old. An intolerant, apparently, violence-prone, overly aggressive, hateful human being. I don't even know what you say to the family of a man like this. Now, apparently, this guy was a really good, amazing dancer and a choreographer. And I don't know how you can grow up in New York. I don't know how you can live in New York and not expect that you would see people, number one, that are gay or that are in the arts. For heaven's sakes, this used to be the arts capital of the entire world. And what a waste. What a wasted life. What a waste of a... How do you waste your life if you're the 17-year-old? And I hope that however old this killer is, he gets caught and he's sent to jail for the rest of his life. How do you do this to another human being? It makes no sense whatsoever. And I'm hoping that there is swift and sure punishment when the killer and those with him, if they were, if they were egging him on, need to be held to account too. This is unconscionable. And I just so feel for his family. From the left coast of America, there is news today. California, bellwether of the absurd, about to become more absurd. The California State Assembly has voted a bill out of the chamber. It won 58 to 13. All the I's votes, all the yeas come from Democrats. Here's what this bill would do. If there are two people with very criminal, with the same kind of criminal histories, very similar criminal histories, let's say they're convicted of murder. They might be sentenced differently if this California bill goes through the California Senate and is signed by Gavin Newsom because if one happens to be black or brown, the bill calls for the judicial system out in California to take that into account in sentencing. So if you have two murderers, exactly same criminal records, up on the same statute, what this new law would do would say, but, 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 you have to look at their race. And if someone is in, I guess, the protected race group, 
or the special race group, then you can't hold them to the same level account as you would hold, let's say, the white guy. Let's just just, just break it down. Let's just call this what it is. This is a piece of anti-white, hate-white legislation. That's what this is. I don't understand how anybody could read the Constitution of the United States of America and come up with a nonsensical idea such as this. I do not understand why people, I do not understand in California, a state run by white liberals, why white liberals can produce a law that would say, let's punish white people more. I mean, what is, what is it? Is it like, some misguided guilt that, that, that they're, what is it that allows people to operate in such a, an incredulous manner? So this is the hate white folks bill. And it says if, if you've got criminals, you got to treat the white guy worse. I guess make up for it. Now, I don't think that that's the only racial nonsense that goes on in America. Just to show you, it's spread all over among liberalism, not just not just the Californias. The National Black Justice Coalition, whatever that, their, their director, doctor, he's a doctor, he is a doctor, David J. Johns, says that the affirmative action ruling by the Supreme Court says that their system is working exactly as it's designed to do, which is to uphold the privileges associated with white supremacy. So, let me just do shorthand on this. The Supreme Court of the United States finally said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the Constitution says that there should be equal protection under the law. Therefore, ergo, we are going to stop the silliness that was put in place that allowed the government to discriminate against people based on race When it comes to college, we are going to tell colleges, stop discriminating against people because of the color of their skin or racial characteristics. And many of us of goodwill in this country who look at our fellow citizens not through the eyes of race or gender or anything else, who just look at them through the eyes of being Americans, applauded. We said, hooray. About time, the court has ruled we should stop discriminating against people based on race. But now, the National Black Justice Coalition says, if you stop discriminating people on the basis of race, you're just making the system work exactly like it's designed to work, which is to uphold privileges associated with white supremacy. 
And this is what goes for thinking. Now, Columbia Law School right here in New York, ladies and gentlemen, has decided, or they did until it went public, and then they did a quick reversal of this. They decided, since the Supreme Court said, you can't discriminate against race anymore, the folks at Columbia Law School came up with a way. They said on their website that they were going to require all applicants to submit a 90-second video statement. Oh, here's how we can do it. We'll just ask them to send in videos. And we'll be able to tell which ones are the blackens and which ones aren't the blackens. Well, after critics slammed this as a thinly veiled attempt to defy the Supreme Court ruling, and after they were contacted by the Washington Free Beacon, a spokesperson for the school said, oh, no, 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 this has all just been a misunderstanding, and they scrubbed the language from their website. Call them out, baby. More news. Headed your way on WABC. It is Tuesday. Your calls are always welcome. 800-848-WABC. There are other stories that I am going to get to today. If you have seen the pictures of immigrants lying in the street sleeping in front of the Roosevelt Hotel, and if that has made you a little bit ticked off, It's going to be worse than that when you hear what's else, what else is in the news. 1987, Dire Straits. MTV Europe launched. And this was the first video they played. You know, that's my man Omar Hakeem playing the drums on this. Money for nothing. Get your chicks for free. You play the guitar on the James Dolan, verse 30, WABC, coming back. Your calls are always welcome. Stay with us. Maybe get a blister on your son. We got some install microwave ovens. Got some kitchen delivery. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Two trailer 
WABC. Matt, what is this? This is uh, one Marshall Marshall Mathers, Eminem. This is my man Eminem. But what? I mean, which one is this from? This is, uh, I believe, from his the de- the debut album. Uh, but hold on, what, what? What? Why? Oh, without me? Yeah, without me. No, I'm told it's the second album. A second album. Okay, second. Okay. So you know what today was for Eminem? Back in 2007, he sued Apple for please enlighten me for playing his songs without his permission. Hmm. They were even paying him, hmm. but he said, "I didn't make the deal with you." And I didn't agree to the deal, so he sued them. It was for like seventy-five grand for copyright infringement or whatever. All right. Yeah. All right. He's 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 entitled to that, I think. Yeah. And now, if I had listened to this part, I would have known who it was immediately. I'd never heard this one before. I love it. Yeah. When Eminem's record first came out, I was doing weekend shows here on WABC. And I played some stuff from his first record because I said, this man is an evil genius. Some of the stuff, Matt, was so gross. That was the album where he was talking about raping his own mother and doing all kinds. I said, what in the world is this? But at the same time, he was so good. Yeah, his lyrical li- lyrical genius. Some of, some of his lyrics... Um, are just, you know, you say, well, it's, it's an art. It really is an art the way we've, like that one lyric that was there, the FCC won't let me be, let me be me, so let me see, you know? Go ahead, man. Try, to, sh- try to shut me down on MTV. It'll feel so empty without me. It will. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I was torn because I actually, I played that record. Over and over again, and some parts in it would make me cringe. Yeah, definitely. But it was, but, but hey, he, and he's still around all these years. Okay. Now, I said to you, ladies and gentlemen, if you've seen the pictures, and if you haven't, you should, of the sidewalk full of immigrants sleeping outside Roosevelt Hotel. Curtis was there. I saw him, I saw he tweeted. Uh, he made some tweets from there. He'll be, uh, out, he'll be out there tomorrow too. Okay. Yeah. So Curtis Lee has been on the on it now. I just want you to get that, and you have now. Adams and other New Yorkers are demanding, demanding that the federal government actually do something to control the borders. The same party that for years and years told us that this is what they want. Bring all the illegal immigrants here, sanctuary city. Now, at the same time that that has happened, at the same time that we have this border completely out of control, Joe Biden's administration has announced that they are going to spend $7 million as part of a contract to expand an ICE social service program for illegal immigrants that prohibits electronic tracking. Did you follow all of that? It's a little bit much. The feds are going to dump $7 million to provide an expanded social service, think welfare, program for illegal immigrants But the caveat is it 
does not allow them to be tracked electronically. So this is, let's give your tax dollars directly to illegal immigrants, with, but only one caveat. We can't track them. We can give them the money. We can give them benefits, but we have to let them go and just go wherever they want to go. We can't know where they're going. This is insanity. It's called the Young Adult Case Management Program, launched in January to serve illegal immigrants ages 18 and 19 who are deemed non-dangerous, low-risk young adults. It gives them free lawyers. It hooks them up with other welfare providers, social service providers. It hooks them up with federal agencies. But it prohibits them to be electronically monitored while they're in this country illegally. And the size of that contract is $74 million. That's what you're spending on 18 and 19-year-old illegal immigrants to keep them from being monitored while you give them welfare payments and connect them with government agencies so that they can rake in as many federal benefits as humanly possible. That's the Biden administration. Now, have you heard what they're doing in Chicago? The governor there, Pritzker, has signed a bill that will allow non-citizens on the police force. So, very soon in Illinois, you, an American citizen, could be placed under arrest by someone who is not even a citizen of your country in your country. This is what Democrats are doing. One more time, if you are in Illinois, you, let's say you're traveling just a little too fast and uh, uh, you get pulled over by law enforcement and you get into a little discussion with the law officer, and he doesn't like your attitude, and he says, okay, enough of you, I'm taking you in. You, a hard-working, honest American citizen, could be cuffed, dragged down to jail in your own country by a non-citizen of your country. That is what Democrats are doing in Illinois. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early. It is our Tuesday rush hour. Oh, there is more news. We are not done yet. See, I told you the Hunter Biden news was only just part of the day. There's so much other stuff going on out here. And none of it, well, very little of it is going to make you happy. I don't know whether you know this or not, by the way. Lizzo is in a big... The Lizzo suit. OMG. But that's a whole nother thing. James Golden, WABC, coming right back, right after this.
Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 2007, Madison's Square Garden sold out. The police. Two nights of their reunion tour. I missed that one. I wish I would have seen. I, that's one I would have liked to see. Police have always been one of my favorite groups. Yeah, I know. Sting is like, you know, Mr. Liberal. You know whose birthday it is today, by the way? Among other birthdays. We can never get them all. Oh, there's something else that happened. I didn't know this. In 1969, that was weird. There was a, a, three-day U.S. Atlantic City pop festival. It took place in Atlantic City, New Jersey. B.B. King, Janis Joplin, Three Dog Night, Dr. John, Procol Harum, Arthur Brown, Iron Butterfly, Clarence Clearwater Revival, Little Richard, Tim Buckley, The Birds, Jefferson Airplane, Mothers of Invention, Can Heat. Joni Mitchell was there, too. But Joni Mitchell started to cry and ran off the stage in the middle of her third song because the crowd wasn't into it. They weren't paying her attention. Well, at least they're not. Th- they didn't weren't throwing things at her. <laughs> well, that too. I mean, that's <laughs> like become just... such a trend. It's throwing stuff at performers and performers throwing stuff back at you. Yeah, thank you, Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. Today's Coolio's birthday. Ah, nice. Yeah. It's also Chuck D's birthday from Public Enemy. It's also Tim Bachman's birthday from Bachman Turner Overdrive. I was hanging out with his son, who's also a musician, Tal Bachman, was uh, was on the ship that I was on going through Europe. And you know who else's birthday it is? Jerry Garcia today. Heavenly birthday for Jerry Garcia from The Grateful Dead. Ranked number 13, Rolling Stone, 100 greatest guitarists of all time. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to the news stack, and then we're going to get to some phone calls. So, Oregon tried an experiment. Oregon said, the, 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 the blue state of Oregon said, you know what? We're tired of throwing in people in for jail for drug stuff like fentanyl. We 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 we're tired of throwing them in jail. We don't want to throw them in jail for we catch you with fentanyl. Never mind, you're not going to go to jail. So you know what happened? This was a proposition. By the way, Proposition 110 took place in November 2020. It fines drug users $100 for possession. You have to go through a health assessment. And that's that. But you don't go to jail. Today, as a result of that, Oregon is seeing 
a skyrocketing overdose rate of people that are ODing on drugs. The number is skyrocketing. Some people are calling it the homeless drug addict slice of paradise. You can go there, just do the drugs, do all the drugs you want. No one's ever going to bother you because they can't. NBC News is finding itself being mocked. They ran a long piece about how it is impossible for people to change their race. You can't say that you're transracial. It's impossible. Now, race is a construct that doesn't have much to do with science, by the way. And they didn't even see the irony at all of saying that people cannot call themselves transracial. What irony, you ask? I don't have to tell you. You know. But they didn't see it. In Oklahoma, Governor Kevin Stitt has signed an executive order. Did you ever think we would it would come to this? That actually defines the words woman, mother, and female. It has come to this. The government now, by executive order, has to define and tell you what a woman, mother, and female means. And the Hoosier state. Activists are warning that women will die because Indiana is about to put in a near-total abortion ban. It goes into effect today. Women will die is what they're saying. To which I counter, babies will live. <laughs> Let us go to the telephone, shall we? Larry in Brooklyn, New York. How are you? Thank you for waiting. How are you doing, Larry? I'm very good. I'm, I'm very good, James. I'm good. Fine. Uh, I want to talk about that case in Brooklyn. Um, you know, I was initially very bothered by it, too, until I saw the video. You know, just because there was hatred shown, and there was hatred shown, that doesn't mean a hate crime occurred. This was a very tragic situation, and it, it shows that you have to watch who you hang out with because this 28-year-old dancer, um, he initially was the diplomatic one. He was standing there talking very diplomatically. Then they went back to their cars, and one of the um, the, the 17-year-old kid, he's the alleged assailant, he was videotaping them, and the group didn't like it. So they all came charging at him five on one because his friends had gone back into the market. So this guy, this kid got scared and tried to run away. And then the 28 year old dancer was probably trying to act on behalf of his friends and he chased them. So the kid panicked. He, he was being chased by an older guy, you know, a tall, you know, well-built guy. And um, he tried to grab him. I don't know if he tried to grab his cell phone. Uh, the dancer tried to grab the kid's cell phone or he tried to assault him. I don't know. But there was a little scuffle and the kid stabbed him. So I'm not defending what he did. There was definitely hatred shown, but it, it's a plausible case of self-defense because when, when the group was dispersed, they came back because they objected to being videotaped. And it's a very tragic situation, but you can't jump to conclusions and, you know, all of a sudden label it a hate crime, you know, because first of all, he's a, he's a minor and he shouldn't have been ch charging the victim, should not have been charging after a minor 
but I guess he lost his cool. He initially had his cool, and but I guess when you were with a group of rowdy people and the friends were rowdy, it shows in the videotape. He was the calm one, but when you're with rowdy people, you have to act like they do, and that's it was a tremendous tragedy. But you have to. Well, Larry, number one, I want to thank you for filling in some of the details. I have not seen the video. You have. And I'm going to take your word that you're giving us, of course, an accurate description of what you saw. Let me just say this, though. You don't have, no one has a right. If the kid's out there dancing, it's nobody else's, leave him alone. It's his business. And he should have never been stopped in the first place. Now, I guess we will have to see. And by the way, when I read the news story, I read what was there. I had an argument the other day with my daughter about this idea about hate crimes. Because I don't believe in quote unquote hate crimes. Murder is murder. If you murder someone, it's murder. Your your motivation at that point is meaningless if you say it's enhanced by this. It is murder. And so I want to see the if and, and we'll just have to see how this happens. But it is tragedy, but I mean the guy should have never been approached in the first place. Leave people alone. You do you, let this kid do him. He's out there dancing. He's not hurting anybody. Leave him alone. Would you agree with that, Larry? Yes, I do. But the fact is they, did, they, they didn't approach them. They called out them from a distance. In other words, the guys were at the pump and the Muslims were near the market and they called out to them from about, I guess, a, a somewhat of a distance. They didn't approach. They didn't get in their face. But then the black guys came over and started to, you know, make a confrontation. So they Look, just yelled if, out. Some, if you're dancing and somebody's telling you to stop dancing, you need to stop dancing. It's none of your business. At that point, you have started some stuff that could, as, as is, did here, tragically, it sounds, escalated out of control. But, Larry, thank you for that clarification. Pete, in Lakewood, you're up next. How are you, Pete? I just want to talk about what, what he just said. This one saying the man was, was alone. I didn't know that. I, I... Okay, your phone is so horrible, the line your fault. I can't hear a word you're saying. So we're going to do this. We're going to go to a break. See if you can call us back and we can get a clearer line for you. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Ah, Bachman Turner Overdrive. And you know it, baby. We're taking care of business here on Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. Do not go away. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, happy birthday to Coolio from WABC Talk Radio 77. 
of the shadow of death. I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing. Okay, here's the story on Lizzo. Three of Lizzo's former dancers have accused Lizzo of sexual harassment, creating a hostile work environment in a lawsuit filed today. They also allege that she pressured one of them to touch a nude performer at an Amsterdam club. She subjected the group to an excruciating audition after she leveled false accusations that they were drinking on the job. They accused Lizzo, a performer known for embracing body positivity and celebrating her physique, of calling attention to one dancer's weight gain and later berating, then firing that dancer after she recorded a meeting because she had developed a health condition. Uh, the firm, the law firm accusing Lizzo of all of this stuff also says, that the captain of Lizzo's dance team proselytized other performers, derided those that had premarital sex while sharing lewd sexual fantasies, simulating oral sex, and publicly discussing the virginity of one of the plaintiffs. This sounds like it is going to be a big mess. I see what you did there. I didn't do anything there. All I said anything. was, "You're right." It sounds like it's going to be a big mess when it gets to court, and I wonder. I just wonder how all of this is. This is a. This story goes into a lot of detail. It's five pages of what happened, and when you get into some of the details of this stuff, it is ugly. So, that's Lizzo. Let us head back to the telephone, shall we? Time is fleeing. Let us go to David in Bayside, Queens. David, thank you for waiting. How are you? I'm very good, James. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to add on the dancer story, which the, the uh, what's his name, James or Larry from New Jersey mentioned, that I read in PJ Media yesterday, an article by Robert Spencer, that the group that approached these the, these dancers was, in fact, a Muslim group, and a witness heard them say that it's, it, it offends their Muslim religion, what they were doing. Now, for whatever that's worth, if you want to talk about means, motive, and opportunity, maybe that was the motive. It sure sounds like it. But I'm with you on the whole hate crime thing. I think that that's silly. Murder is murder. How much more hateful can you get than taking somebody's life? Amen to that. And I just want those responsible for this to be punished. And it's just one of those things. I mean, let people do them. You you, you don't have to comment on what someone's doing. You don't like it. You Get in your car. Go away. Live your life. Do you. By the way, I saw a video of what voguing is. And it is, yeah, it, it's just really exaggerated posing while dancing. And I got to tell you, the video I saw was pretty fly. I mean, guy had some moves. And, you know, yeah, it, it was a little bit effeminate. But you know what? It, you know, art. It's art, art, art. I celebrate art. I love art. I love dance. I love all of it. Doesn't mean I'm going to the ballet, but I, but, 
<laughs> I do love it. Douglas in Brooklyn. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you? Hey, how you doing, James? Uh, the thing is, if one can't change one's uh, race. Is that what you were saying? So NBC saying- NBC News ran a big story about how it is impossible to be transracial. You can't change your race. Right. So the thing is, what if you were born, let's say, in Tel Aviv? So are you Asian or are you African? Because you're just like 100 miles from the, from the Egyptian border. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm. the whole thing, you know, you know, it depends on where you were born. You know, one of the things that I used to do, and I still do in the question, you know these days when you go for anything medical now, you have to put your race they want you to put your race, what race are you, and they give you all these options. I always write in the same thing. I always use the thing that says other and let you write, and I just put human. And I just leave it at that. Because I'm not playing that game. You know, it's such a stupid concept anyway. We're human. That's what we are. We're one race. We're human. But I understand, you know, sometimes you know, I get it. I, I, listen, I appreciate your call very much. Vito in Staten Island. How are you, Vito? How are you, Mr. Golden? Thank you for my call. Two things quickly. I'm retired law enforcement. The thing in Oregon, if you're using drugs and you're caught with just a small amount, I think everything should be done under the sun to get you off of the drugs. Jail is not the answer. That's- Interesting. I like that. Okay. But let me ask you a question. What about if you get called with a big amount of drugs? What should happen? Well, now you're selling. Okay. You're, you're possessing with intent to sell. That's what it, that, you know, now you're selling poison. But I think that anyone that is using drugs and they're caught with a small amount, one or two dime bags, that's for your personal use, I believe. Everything under the sun should be done to get that person off of drugs. Jail is not going to solve anything because all they're going to do is send you to prison. They're going to put you on methadone, and then as soon as your sentence is up, they're going to kick you off. They didn't wean you off of anything, and you're going to be going back on the horse as soon as, as, soon as, as, soon as your foot steps out of the jail. Wow. Okay. Look, I appreciate your call very much. Let's go to Judy in Manhattan really quickly. Judy, how are you? Hi. Um, I'm calling because yesterday you misunderstood what I, I was saying about, you know, I have grandsons and I'm raising them to be conservative and mm-hmm. to stay away from liberal women. I mean, in terms of relationship and who they choose to marry. And mm-hmm. I was saying that if they wanted to know, I didn't, I didn't say it correctly, but know their position, how you know they're liberal, what their position is on homosexuality, on abortion. That's what I meant. I didn't mean to say that I want them to stay away from homosexuals. Okay, I got it. And I apologize uh-huh. if I got that wrong. But I would, you know, I'm just real sensitive to that stuff because, you know, here's what I'm about. I'm about trying to love everybody. That's all. It's real simple. With that said, time's up for today. Time flies when you're having so much fun, and every day is fun and delight to be with you. And thank you for being here with me. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, and your loved ones. God willing, here tomorrow for Wednesday's Boston Early Rush Hour. And we will see you then. Bye.